Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and you're in Soul Talk. And today we have one of my special guests that I, my soul family, that I adore, that she is in New Zealand, is one of the teachers that actually have helped me transform my life. That everything that I heal myself, I overcome my trauma, my drama too. <laughs> it was thanks to this beautiful lady. And uh, let me just uh, tell you, her name is Janelle, uh, Karen Janelle Davis. And I hope I don't butcher the last, uh, the next last name, Inger, Inger Besten. <laughs> yeah, Inger Besten. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and she is, uh, we're going to talk about how life can take us to different ways and different levels, and but it still is a learning process. And uh, Karen, thank you so much for accepting my invitation to to. Oh. Okay, I really love you. <laughs> I love you too. Oh, Monica, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And it truly is my privilege, um, absolute and utter privilege to show up and see where we explore. Mm. Yes, and uh, well, it has been quite a while since we haven't taken a class. I, I know I took a class of NLP with you. I got my certification with you. And two amazing master classes where I discover my own inner magic. And, uh, and, but now life have take us to different paths and different ways. And, and, uh, first of all, I wanted to, to know where you at now. What are you doing now? Okay. So there's so much to a question like that. <laughs> it just really is. Um, where am I at now? Well, I'm here present with you. Uh, if I talk about the physical environment, I'm on 40 acres in the beautiful Bay of Plenty. Up in the ranges, I'm about, um, if we're talking in feet, uh, it's 950 feet up from the ocean, and the ocean is not very far from me, about five kilometers. Um, if we're talking in meters, we're about 300 meters above sea level, thereabouts. Um, at the, at the highest point um, on our property, we have the most amazing views. I'm loving the land. I love the Bay Plenty. My marae uh, is in Matata, which is just about 20-minute drive from me, which means I'm going down a hill. <laughs> and it's a beautiful hill. It's just full of New Zealand native um, flora and farmland. So uh, that's where I'm physically at. My husband and I shifted here, my adult children, don't need you the same way they did when they were both little babies and then of course uh, went through their growth years. So we are over here and we are loving our semi-retirement. Uh, we call it that and we giggle. A lot of my work has gone through the roof since I've arrived here. Um, I do a lot of online uh, facilitation uh, with leaders. Um, I've gone into the corporate world a little bit because they're ready to talk intuition, they're ready to talk emotional intelligence, they're ready to uh, explore the intuitive nature of conscious leadership. So 
that's where I've been led the last little while, um, which is slightly different than when I was just full heart involved in uh, healers and um, psychics working with empaths and evolving, helping, supporting, being a part of their evolution as the same of mine. So, yes, that's sort of a little bit. <laughs> How do you work in right now with emotional intelligence with uh, with leaders in New Zealand? Yeah, so the world's gone through an interesting change. I don't know if anyone's noticed that recently. <laughs> um, but there's definitely been... <laughs> so there's been a lot more people waking up in a broader sense. Um, leaders themselves are being demanded of in a different way. Their whole process of managing people and resources and things like that um, has really been stretched out to the fact that what was working before wasn't working. And so they're having to come more into the multiple intelligences of the body being, I guess, recognizing just more than the IQ. And, um, and so a large part of what leaders are, are working with now is the whole of the being showing up to work, not always in the most gracious way. And so my support in that is I do online facilitation from um, a variety of companies. Um, and I'm loving that. It's been very, I felt very honoured to work with the leaders because I know that they're a household name, all of their teams, their staff, their subordinates, whatever they call them, um, their household name and they're making an influence all the time, all the time, whether it's a reactive response to something or whether they're going to their creative conscious leadership process. So a large part of what I'm helping to facilitate or showing up to have really good, valuable conversations around is this conscious leadership concept, the intuitive leader um, And re really reaching deep and understanding ourselves as leadership um, or ourselves as in our self-leadership, the practices that may be required within that. And then our ability and the emotional intelligence is recognizing that emotion in and of itself has been um, always there. But so much of the emotional expression has been dampened down around fear of anger or fear of um, emotional outbursts or um, sadness. So much talk about stress, depression and anxiety in the workplace, um, people not having the skills or the coping mechanisms to be able to um, come to their best more often. Um, so just really helping and assisting leaders in that process to first of all manage self, because that's the first part, right? I always talk about that, <laughs> and then be able to lead someone else somewhere so that it's useful for the whole. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. And this takes me to many questions. Uh, one of the questions is, yes, I do agree that many people do not even understand that they, they are not honoring their emotions, and they don't even know what to do with their emotions. And I can't imagine working in a big uh, business or a big enterprise where you can't, you have to hide your emotions, even who you are. And uh, and still, because I see it in the other side, I work with a lot of coaches, uh, healers, uh, magic people, psychics, etc. And they have a job. 
and where they are secretaries or they're working for the school or they're teachers and for little kids and so forth. And of course, they can't talk about who they truly are in their job because they're going to get fired and they're going to, and, and there's always the fear that they have to hide themselves because we go back to, to our old classes where people felt that that fear of being burned <laughs> in the stake <laughs> like before in, in like in the ancient times. So they hide and, uh, or they hide or, or there are people pleasers at the same time that they're, uh, then they're so mad at their boss or they're so mad at their coworkers because they're always pleasing because they don't know how to say no. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I can imagine uh, how you're working with these amazing people that uh, that are finally working up and, and realizing that they have to honor their emotions and their no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, so much. You just covered so much inside of you. I, I do believe everyone, um, oh, we're all magnificent. That's, a, that's the beginning point. Everyone has magnificence, whether they realize their own magnificence or not is a part of our awakening to it and the awakening from just the sensory-based 3D world that we live in, you know, this time-space reality, this um, agreed format system game that we're playing um, where there's all these rules of operating where I guess in corporations or in businesses or in schools or in um, any of these supposed business environments, There is a certain amount of people always showing up anyway, and then there's judgments that kick in. And I do believe a lot of it has to do with our own perceptions of the fear of experiences that are very deep, that we may feel from the mass consciousness, and we make it our own because we're funny creatures. Honestly, our human condition is delightful. We think everything, we, you know, we, we really do believe that we're the center of the world. And we are. We're the center of our world, the center of our multiple universes inside of our scope of awareness. And, um, and what happens, <laughs> what happens is we've, we've closed our worlds down to these tiny little things that we can account for with our, with our normal senses, you know visuals, our auditories, our kinesthetics, and if we can't put it in a wheelbarrow, we feel um, that, oh, it might be a bit spooky. But really, there's less and less of that happening now, and, and as healers, as psychics, as empaths, as magic beings, um, some of, we need to get past our own stuff and stop putting our stuff on other people. Because ultimately, the more we can show up for ourselves and just accept it without even having to run around with the identity of, I'm a magical being, look at me, look at me, no, don't look at me, look at me, I'm me, oh my God, don't look at me. Yes. And this is what we're presenting as an energy. And we are, in our own way, creating from our inner world of this little fear that we've got running around that will be judged. Yes. But we're judging. Yes. We're touching. When we really open up freely, um, just showing up. Just showing up. Just being in our hearts, being aware of all the multiple realms and dimensions that we can tap into. Just some, because it is easy. Anyone who has an awareness is able to connect into any level of realm. 
um, supposedly gifted or not gifted. It just is a natural way. It's just been not normalized. Yes. So when we, yeah, sorry. We go with a, with a lot of, I, I see this, there's in the community of spiritual people or the new age, how many people call it, it is always the feeling of the superiority and everything is pink and fluffy. <laughs> it's not pink and fluffy and we're not perfect we're still we're just aware of our mistakes that some of them work with themselves some of them they don't they just feel still fluffy and pink you know <laughs> but uh but that's there's yes you're totally right because they have that judgment for the people that are asleep but in reality they might be more aware of what is going on of the dark parts of themselves that more than the fluffy parts but we're, uh, Monica, you're right on. We are everything. We are everything. I'm as much a lover as I am a murderer. You know, I killed an ant the other day. You, you know, like, this is the truth of it. It's like, um, I have everything that anyone else has. And anyone who's listening to this does too. We are the complete paradox of everything that exists. And that which we, um, you know, we've got names and in, in this industry we have names of the shadow self. And I, I kind of playfully mess around with it because it's all labels. Mm-hmm. They're just labels for us to attempt to make sense and make meaning out of that which we don't understand or that which we can feel and can't yet articulate. So then we have languaging come in about the shadow self. And, um, the, you know, you call it the light, you know, the enlightenment, just the word alone. Oh my gosh. In any moment, any moment when we are utterly fully present, no longer locked into a location, you know, the physical body location, but we are complete within us and everything that we are as an expression of even the earth. And we're just in that moment. That is, that is the expression of life occurring. And it's also an enlightening moment. And then something happens. We trip over a tuft of dirt and we walk back to a location, a time space reality. We feel a sense surge through our body and we have a reaction. Now, whatever we have present as an energy there, so we'll call that emotion, um, whatever we have pre- as, a, as an energy presence in us, something that we've normalized, a state of being, what we've uh, accepted and, and not let flowed, um, we will feel what's called an emotion, but they're just massive groups of feelings that have been made sense of to a word of an emotion, which are just grabbing huge amounts, quantities of sensations that we're interpreting that are running through our body physical or external to us. We've got tons of information coming in all of the time, and it's only our reference, our awareness, that either limits us or frees us. Because at the same time, it scares them. It scares them to feel and to actually dig in. Why is this making me react so bad? Why is <laughs> Get mad or sad or feel depressed or whatever, and it's easy to hide it and try to hide that emotion. That actually observe that emotion. 
That's so that's, yeah. That's the yeah, how can we change? Sorry. Peggy. I believe that the part of the uh, trying to hide emotions from ourselves, forget about other people, trying to hide it from other people, hiding it from our own selves, those emotions, because it is less painful when we hide them. Yes, they're going to come out sooner or later, but in the moment, it is easier to hide them from us. So that's where the majority of the people didn't want to feel the, uh, that that pain, that dark. I, I remember some words that you told me once that got stuck to me to this day. The the process of transformation, it is inevitable. Now, it is your choice how painful it's going to be. That was your mm -hmm. words that you told me. And wow. were magical. Because, yes, that is so, so true. We are cute. We are cute how we fight through our process. We are very, and I, and I do believe we're cute with it because it is inevitable. And a real, true, flowing, emotional creep, uh, expression of life or life expressing itself has all, all the possible emotions that run through because they all have an equal and opposite. And they're essential, utterly essential. You know, here's a little story um, my husband was sharing with me the other day. So we have a we have rodents and rats here, and um, there's lots of them because we're on a farm. And the other day there was a rattle in the bush, and I thought, oh, it's probably a possum. I'm hoping, you know, I've noticed that it hasn't been eating my um, food crop. But this was that night. And but I got my light flashlight out and I was having a look and I expected to see big red eyes glaring back at me, but there were little red eyes and I realized it was a rat in a palm tree. Whatever it was doing, I don't know, but it was fascinating as I was watching it. And my husband was saying that he knew a group of people, I've got a plane flying over today. Um, he knew a, a family who had the same thing. They had rats in their palm trees. And they also had pigeons in their palm trees. And they decided that they didn't want rats outside, so they baited their rats, you know, the poison that you put inside and the rat goes in. It's a horrific death for the rat. But anyway, they baited all their rats because they didn't want little rodents running around their property. What was interesting, the cycle of life, they killed off the rats, they took control of their environment and they killed off their rats. What happened is the pigeons got out of control in the next two years. Because the balance of life was that the rodents were eating some of the, the eggs and were keeping down the pigeon population. Isn't that interesting? So if we don't have these deep experiences in life and, and just work through them, we will have the absence of it, which will mean that there'll be an overload of expression somewhere else. And I know I, I used to feel this a lot. Um, I used to spend a lot of time meditating. Oh my God. Just that beautiful space of connection, with the creator of all that is. This beautiful expression of recognition that we're just already whole. We are already complete. We are already, oh, we're just, no words. Just the most amazing thing. 
and I'd leave my meditation and I'd go into life and then something would hit me. It would be some form of experience that challenged me in that moment and I'd, I'd find this, this deep surge of annoyance or frustration come through me and I'd think, oh no, 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 I can't have that, I can't have that, I'm this wonderful, amazing being. <laughs> and I laugh now because that is the wonderful, amazing being that we are. Is this expression, this surge that rocks through our body that lets us know we're a living creature expressing into this world. Um, that's when we're individualized, when we connect with other people. Well, you know, it magnifies the process. How are we doing so far? Are we? Yes, we, they, they got trust between, it is very important. How we're gonna, as a painter, how we're going to experience what is white if we don't know what is black. So we have to have the two contrasts so like that we know where's the lights and the shadows so we can actually add inter- a, a painting more interesting or really just flat and boring for like life. So that is very, very important. And we always have to have the contrast. It's, if everything is always fluffy and love and light and so forth, we're never going to grow. We need to get out to our pain of whatever pain we have to release. That the same universe is so magical and is always telling us and showing us in what we have to work. Or else, if we don't listen to it, it's just going to shove it in our face so like that we actually <laughs> see it one way or the other. <laughs> That's where the series goes as painful as you want. <laughs> Oh, you don't want that pain, that pain that you don't want that you want because you've got to focus on that pain and let's magnify that for you because you are the expression of creation. So let's magnify that. Let's really feel deep into the core denseness of this pain. That pain is just a word, right? Into this deep density. And it, it really is still our meaning making. It really actually still is our labeling and our meaning making around our experiences, our stories. And I still don't utterly enjoy those experiences. But I do know they don't last forever if we just willingly go with it. Mm. I have a question talking about labels. Yeah. How do you different? What is a leader? What is uh-huh. being a leader? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, it's just a word, just a label, so thank you. Um, currently, there's so many versions of it, but ultimately, a leader indicates that there's a vision, that there's any level of somebody else other than you willing to follow. It's just a title only until there is a following. So what is a following? We can individualize this to ourselves. So I truly believe we need to self-lead. This is irrelevant to anyone else. To lead ourselves. To lead the village that is us. All our different aspects, all our different parts, the mother, the sister, the brother, the uncle, the 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 little accountant inside of us, the person who takes all the crosses and the 
ticked box thing, the person who gets angry and fueled around something, the person who is, who is just and right, the person who has to be right at all occasions, the person who's always upset and sad. The, and these are all inside of us. It, they're all present all of the time, but they may not be the current focus. So first of all, self-leadership is actually having a direction. And ultimately with this, I would believe that would be our higher connection to self and our attention. You know, connection to our higher self and our attention. doesn't mean we always know the, the journey itself or even the clarity of the vision, but we are moving towards a sense of inner knowing. And as we move towards this, then experiences in life show up. So it's just the manifestation creation process. So what is a leader when we come into the fields of, of um, life itself? A leader can be anybody. And I saw a video the other day. It was just a tiny little clip. Um, I think it was on TikTok, to be fair. And there was this little girl with gumboots on. She had curly little hair. She might have been about between two and three, possibly about three. And she's standing in a puddle. And she's got a cute little red dress on with um, little white floralettes on it. And she's got her, her hair's curly, but she's also got this little sticky up fountain happening. And very cute. And she's handing her hand out to her, her parent caregiver father. I don't know. Um, and he's got sneakers on, and he's standing outside of the puddle. He's got trousers on, corduroys or something like that. They didn't look like jeans. Um, it looked very grey, so it had obviously been raining because there was mud and puddle. And she reaches out her hand and she said, take my hand, come, come, it's okay. Take my hand, come, come, it's okay. And it was uh, the other party, maybe, maybe partner, maybe wife, maybe mum, I don't know was taking the video and she starts laughing and she goes, so are you going to? And, and you saw him go, oh, he's got sneakers on, right? And this little girl's truth in her leadership, come, come, take my hand. And he reaches out, so he had to extend over the puddle to reach her hand and then he takes the step into the mud, <laughs> into this puddle and you see his foot squelching and you can just imagine it happening in your head and he takes another ginger foot in and you see him kind of sink in and his feet, you can just imagine it, if you've ever stood in a puddle <laughs> or in a muddy puddle with sneakers on or something like that and it squelches up through and you can feel the water coming onto your toes and then there's a realisation, you witness it happening both in, inside your own body when you're watching it and home where he goes, Okay, it's wet now, it's done. And the little girl's so excited because she he followed. He 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 answered her call. And um and she starts jumping up and down and and you see him just there's another shift in his thinking and, and you see him sort of crouch and then he jumps a little bit. And then you see him actually he, he's lost all concern about it now. He's in the mud, in the water, in the puddle with this little girl, and he owns it, and they bounce around together. Now, that all happened inside of, I don't know, 16 seconds or something. But I love the fact that anyone can be a leader. She was in there, and yet the follower, or let's say the first follower, the person she invited, had to go through his own sense of 
breaking down barriers in order to just step into a puddle, the adulting component of us, and then they bounce around. And so I, I share that because what is a leader? A leader is an opportunity to share a vision, to share an to share an, um, a moment. You 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 were a leader in saying, "Hey, Karen, do you want to do this podcast together?" And I thought, "Oh, I haven't really got anything to talk about. I haven't, you know, I haven't got an outcome for that." But I love talking with Monica. <laughs> love to know who her, who group is, who her audience is. Um, and I pondered, and you said, "Well, what topic?" And I'm like, "I've got nothing." So I moved around for the next couple of days. I had a few days of work and in and out on the property. And I thought, what is my life all about now? Like, where am I really? Where is my attention? What is my, you know, what is my depth of purpose? What really matters now? Because I've had many versions of Karen over the years. And um, I thought, it's all about experience. It's all about noticing when I'm engulfed in a moment that the the feel of being called, the invite from a tui that's tortling like um, um, RTD2 from um, um, Star Wars. Like this little noise in the tree and it, it calls you and you have the opportunity to follow. Where is it? Where is it? And there's this bird and then it'll change its little chirp and it's puffing itself up and it might go into this beautiful tui pool. Um, and, and you may see it. And then when you see it, it's like that, that moment of connection. And I always think, oh, it wants to be seen if it jumps out onto the branch a little bit more. It wants to experience me witnessing it, it witnessing me in this broad, beautiful moment that we're having. So it invited me. It was being a leader. It was inviting me to a present moment. And then um, my attention might drift somewhere else and we'll go somewhere else and I might go into my thoughts and I have my inner world of, oh, what do I want to do with that? You know, I've got this outcome that I need to achieve, those digital products, blah, 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 blah. And then something else will invite me. And I I might ignore it or I might take that moment. What is a leader? A leader is an opportunity. Something that has an opening, a call, an invite to a possible vision, a possible outcome. And if someone's willing to follow that, then we have a connection. Now, if that broadens and opens up to a scope that includes more people or more beings or more creatures, which it does, by the way, outside, when a little sparrow flips past the two, and the two is like, oh, I had the sense of, you know, I'm humanizing it, by the way. Um, I was getting the attention here. What are you doing in my field of vision? And the two might just take off and chase this little sparrow. So now we've sort of got a whole other thing going on. Um, yeah, so what is leadership? It, it, it's interesting because then we corporatize it and we bring it into the world and, and there's a title and they're a manager and, um, or they might be head of, you know, learning or they might be whatever they are. They've got this title. They've got this job description. They've got people around them. Um, now they're externalizing to then need to communicate a shared outcome and vision for a business unit. And what we have here is the um, play, the interplay of multiple universes coming together for one purpose. It might be to deliver on a product or service. It could be to create a home, builders, you know, on a tradie site. 
um, and everything that it takes to get there. And, and then you see the connection that is to every single thing on planet Earth, even if you just run from, let's say, a plumber. You go, a plumber's putting in a toilet that has longevity over time. And someone's going to sit on that toilet one day and they're going to get rid of their stuff that their body doesn't need. And it's going to go through the plumbing system that it's connected to the local council. And the local council and all the people that have been involved in monetizing that in order to support the network of the plumbing. Um, and then there's the people that designed that decades ago. And then the, the sort of the first time that there was all of the products that it would take for the plastics to be put in place, dug under the earth, put in place. You know, we're connected to everything and everyone all of the time. It just it doesn't matter what medium we're attending to at any one time. So what is leadership? It is it's a process. The process may I just one more, there's a little stream of consciousness desiring to be through here. It's just like when we're channeling information. There's streams of consciousness. We're connected to everything all of the time. Um, it's whether our gateways are open enough to not judge it, um, what vibrational frequency we're tuning into, attuning to, where we come from, what the bigger picture of the higher self is, who's in our field as to what the information combination will be, the resonance that connects. What is a leader? It's an opportunity. But it's a big trust. It's a big trust in someone or in self. Because if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to receive the message or let yourself guide or do the next thing that is. <laughs> so it is trust, trust to someone like the little girl, that the, the man trusts that little girl to go into the bottle. He trusts her. It's a big trust for that leader. So what you're teaching is basically right now is to people to have a big trust in themselves so other people also at the same time can trust them. Trust and, and also um, the same as any psychic, any um, person you know being seen hiding. It's the trust as the leader in themselves, trusting themselves in the process, trusting themselves in the connection, building trust with their, their people, building conscious awareness, creative leadership, conscious leadership, the process of being more than who we think we are as an individual. Trust, 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 yeah. Then you've been doing the same thing as when I met you, because that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just has different clothes. <laughs> You make me trust in myself. <laughs> so, yeah. was more magical words and more woo-woo for other, for other people. But it was the same thing. Was, <laughs> you're doing yeah. the same. I'm doing very, something very different. No, you're doing the same. <laughs> I probably am. <laughs> yes, because... Yes, it is so important. I work now as a transformational belief coach now. Why believe coach? Because you don't believe in yourself. That is trust. Then you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And that's something that I learned from you, actually. That I learned from you that it was that deep trust to you become your own leader. 
So like that, you know, that you don't know the next step. It is going to be scary or what is going to happen. But you trust your your feet is going to go to the next step. And oh, yes, yes, yes. And isn't it cute? Because if we actually did know, we could probably wouldn't take the step. <laughs> I do believe that's why we had this sort of <laughs> this um, quiet forgetfulness sometimes, because otherwise we wouldn't walk down those paths. And maybe you give the step, and it was a wrong step, and then now you have to forgive yourself because you didn't give that step. <laughs> With the guilt and the shame and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> or just stomp in that mud. <laughs> yes, and just enjoy the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enjoy the moment. Mm. I think, Monica, um, I've watched your journey. I have. I've witnessed and watched your journey both when we were first working together and since, and you're leading now. You're leading out. You're offering yourself. You're opening up. You're you know, you're raw, you're honest, you delve into different realms of experiential um, practice and leadership, the channeling, the psychic, the, the coaching, all of it. And and the depth of perseverance that I've witnessed of you, your willingness to openly explore, to take feedback, to adapt to, I feel like you, you are your own piece of art. I know you're an artist and I've seen some exquisite work by you. And I've seen your art shift and change as you're expressing um, different versions of, I guess, life expressing itself. And no two are the same because this is also you, but the perseverance that is present in the soul being that you are is what is the divinity of the nature of that which you are. And I really want to acknowledge you for the perseverance. Um, I don't have another word that would honour you enough. Um, it, it definitely is perseverance, and, and I would love for a bare feed on this, but let's look at that as the wholeness that means you con are consistently extending and expressing. Sometimes, if I may, and I've done this too, and I'm sure anybody else listening has done it themselves, we've explored so broadly, we're like, oh, we don't even know where we are. <laughs> and it takes a little bit, we have had this dramatic land <laughs> back into the current um, agreed reality um, that's present. And that is necessary because it is the overextension in order to get the balance. It is the child falling over in order to know how to walk. Um, and, and the perseverance of just this continuous nature, the, the depth that I also know you have, just like me, gone through in days and weeks and months of almost just meditation and bare survival in other areas as we have removed um, the layer and layer upon conditioning yeah. of not just ourselves, but the mass conscious beliefs that were, which, by the way, have changed. They're, they're not the same, which is why I'm not presenting myself out currently into the world. 
um, at, at an international level. Um, the, the, the value shifts have are quite refined and there's not a lot of words yet that really distinguish in a way many, many, many people can understand yet um, that which is occurring, this this fine line between the dualities, um, the interplay between 3D, um, the move fast forward through 4D, the experience of 5D, high level vibrational frequency, the low 5D, and then beyond that, into the realm of the laws of the universal um, expressions and recognizing that we can now play in the field of the universal expressions, which is being the designer, the architect of the of the actual operating systems. And all of us are tweaking in there occasionally, whether you consciously know it or not, and we're presenting to the wholeness of where we're evolving to. And I do believe it's at a point where there's some defunct programs in play, there's some idealistic ones, with, and then there'll be this next leadership that comes through that can um, that can guide a path um, gotta be careful that can guide potential pathways without and here's the thing without implanting their bias upon another. And I do believe that high-end vibrational beings right now are having to work out their biases, which is deeper than the emotional stuff. Because a bias is a filter that we cannot always see. Um, a bias can show through. I mean, what I guess where it's rudely playing out now in society is the biases around gender and age and culture and racism. And it's just so morphed in sexuality. It's just so morphed into all sorts of... Um, Beautiful distortions. It's just utterly, utterly glorious. It's like a ginger growing underground. It's like, it's, it's ugly and glorious and has its purpose all at the same time. So that's the sort of the grosser part of what's happening in our, in our world. And so the high vibrational beings are having to really stop for a moment and just observe and watch. And just be aware that we've still got our seasonal shifts and changes that might be really knowing our biases so that we don't take them forward, that we can be more than just the concept of an operating system, that we can be the expression of change in an instant happening in this, in this beautiful, magnificent 5D reality within which it's wherever we pay our attention to that forms and then behind us dissolves, and then we shift our attention, and there's a new formation that that expresses in and of itself. And I, I, I don't believe I'm giving justice to where we're headed, and yet I've I've had shared visions, and I'll say they're shared visions because there was more than me in the in presence of those moments. Um, you know, the kaleidoscope moment where something just opens up, shows you, and then disappears. Um, and in those moments there that I've had of recent times, I've been aware there's been many of us present observing the hearts there. And it almost everyone's going, I don't really know how to do this anymore. And, and the, it's like the, the, the energy within the environment is it's okay to not know. It's okay to not know this. Clarify what is our biases. Know what we were before, understand our pretend histories, because that's what we are. 
but our 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 remembered histories and versions and yeah, I know I'm Monica. I'm, I hope this is useful. I mean, we can cut this out if you want. <laughs> it is it is beautiful because the expansion of the human we all go in expansion, and some people notice it, some people don't, and it is okay for both. But at the same time, it is important that we understand where we are now and where we were before. Because that's when the, we can realize, I'm putting the feet in this where I am right now so I can move forward. Yeah. So, so can we play for a minute? Have we got time? Lots of time. Yes. Oh, just a little bit. You know how we have our timelines? And I saw you just run your timeline then. It's the collapsing of a timeline in a moment. It's that collapsing of it that opens up a new potential reality. Right? So as long as we're sturdy in the my past behind me, my future is in front of me, and I'm in the now, we, we still hold ourselves current in an agreed reality process. So when we're when we're playing now as, as I guess, thought leaders, spiritual leaders, um, healers, psychics, magical beings, um, in some ways now, when you really feel that heart burst, that moment of just being, just allow the, the realities to collapse so that we have a time collapse in order for a new expression. And when more of us can consciously allow that, um, across the world, it will produce the moment I was just exploring and expressing before, when you just have this intuitive knowing that there are more of you present at one time in a dimensional space that is non-physical. And yet it's like we've all arrived. And it could be even though um, our 3D world has these time frames and everyone's doing it at a different time, that moment of presence where we just connect to everything. And then we have this purposeful collapse of time and we can all land in one space. We can connect truthfully in the fifth dimensional realm of creational being, even outside of that into the sixth um, and seventh planes where we're working with the... Um, actual design factors of evolution itself. Uh, yeah, and this is, I, I, I now believe this is why I'm all here, is this call to just invite the moments of letting go of all these names that we have, all these realities that we have, all of these biases, these things, just for a moment. Because completely. It is important the the contraction so we can expand and we're always gonna go because even the waves from the sea you can see it comes and goes and that's part of its in nature. But I always my my when I started all this it was in metaphysics when I was studying uh metaph I was teaching metaphysics in Veracruz many years, thirty years ago, something like that. And when we were talking about the laws of metaphysics, it was how is here, it's over there. Or is and and that expansion is it is at the same time we can we wanna know what is going on in all the world 
We just have to see it here. What is going mm-hmm. on with our, in, with ourselves? And that expansion is so important because that's where right now the, the conscience of the human being in the whole planet is where it's going. We went into a big contraction in 2020. It was a big contraction worldwide. But I feel now, finally, in 2022, that it's starting to expand. I'm not going to say it's already there, but it's already expanding. It's very different than 2020. 2020, it was really just became so contracted. And all of us, it was chaotic and painful. And it was horrible for worldwide in fear, in, in the worst possible ways. But now that we're expand, starting to expand, now finally the ones that have eyes can see it and the ones that have ears can hear it. And and it is fine if you can't, it will get your time that you can see it or you hear it or not, but it, it depends on, on the process and the choices of each person where they want to be at. And Monica, we're in for another contraction. We're all in for another contraction. So hopefully we'll all be a little less squealy next time (laughs) so that we can be in support of other people. Um, Or not, just the very base of the energy vibration of the expansion itself. So if anyone notices that uh, in the next expansion, there is, uh, sorry, in the next contraction, because there is one coming, um, that you disengage from the helping service or something, do not fear. Vibrationally, you are still contributing to the platform. You are still contributing to the um, to the enrichment of life itself, and it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and and let's not pretend it's only going to expand because every level of expansion is going to have its equal and opposite contraction, and um, and it's going to hit every every area because it's going to run through all of the um, auric fields, it's going to run right down to the, through to the physical, it's going to squeeze into the depths, and then it's going to, because it's its only way of getting the new level. And so um, it's going to be very interesting. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> oh, one of my teachers always mentioned the, the new, a new level, new devil. Yeah, new level, new level. And she's right. Every time we go to the next stage, it is now. What do I have to work now? What do I have to <laughs> now? What and the levels of trust at the same time of inner trust, and that make it more difficult also for the leaders because you have people following you, you have people trusting in you to be their guide. But you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. I'm sorry, or the words, but you don't know what you're doing. So, and there is also that that thing that their program that the leaders they're already there. They're already in ascension. They're already perfect. They never fall down, and they never had emotions. So they're never, and that's not true. They're as human as any human being, and. They're going to be in their expansion and contraction as everybody else. As every single other person. And um, a leader isn't. A leader, in a group of people, leadership actually changes. There may be a manager, you know, somebody who's got the title. 
everyone has a chance at leadership. It is just an opportunity. Um, yeah, it's just an opportunity. And, and the right person at the right time will step up and step in. Um, could be, and sometimes the follower, and this is fascinating. Sometimes the first follower is the one that people really trust. So sometimes it's not being the leader itself. Sometimes it is actually being the first person to trust somebody else's, uh, no, not somebody else, the first person to trust the call, the invitation. Whether it's a Tui invitation or the little girl into the mud, um, it's an invitation to experience. And that first person who steps up to follow that call is essentially a leader as well. And then the next one joins and they're essentially a leader. And then when people join, there's a synergy that occurs and there's a more of a vibrational frequency then therefore we become a team or a, um, a, a something bigger than ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. This was very, very interesting. <laughs> really not have nothing to talk about. Karen, if someone wants to contact you for your classes of leadership uh, facilitator, how they can contact you? Okay. So for the ones that I'm doing there, they're all contracted. Um, Somebody who wants to do something like the frequency factor or neurolinguistic programming or something that I do yoga every morning at 6 a.m. to 7, of which I cannot not because I'm leading the yoga practice of physical, but um, cannot not do evolutionary processes as we're going. Um, people can contact me on my Facebook, I guess, um, the wellness group, just through Karen Janelle Davis on LinkedIn. Um, Since, yeah, I run all my names because I tell you what, they're only just vibrational frequencies that actually add to the whole. Um, da -da 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 on Facebook, just feel free. Um, I'm not currently promoting anything. We, we are getting ready for, we've got a cabin coming in uh, this weekend. We will be hosting uh, resorts on the property, uh, which will be very explorative. I have just got myself. Oh, a chakra set of bowls, crystal bowl, healing bowls. Ooh. I know. So um, playing inside of uh, sound healing. Um, or, I, I, I'm not sure about this word healing anymore. I'm still looking for another one with that. But vibrational attuning is really what I do believe we're doing at any point. Um So this play in vibrational tuning, uh, there'll be a lot coming up in the next little while as, as it leads out. But I know what's going to happen is all I can do is provide the open space right now. And there'll be somebody who is that first follower who says, this is what I want. Or the first leader that says, this is what I'm after. And I know there's a group who's interested. And I would, I would follow that call. Um, because I have been saying at, at a universal level, I know I'm to work with leaders now. I'm really aware of that. Just in this current form, it'll change. Um, and I'm willing and open to see where it goes to. This reminds me of uh, something that I hear a long time ago, that everybody has their own tone. 
I mean, that tone is unique for each human being. And uh, I focused a, long, a while back when I was meditating almost 24 hours. I know. <laughs> it was just exaggerated. <laughs> I did it too, by the way. Thank God I got out of that. <laughs> like, no, I can't. Like, I took, we became a meditational practice on our movement. <laughs> now I'm finally having life <laughs> because in that time I was even in a different dimension or in this one. But in that time I remember I was trying to focus in my tone, to find in my tone. And to I until I can hear it, and but in, that's what it brought a lot of my healing at the same time to finding that tone. Because remember, I was very ill, I was very sick, and it was trying to heal me, and until I did it. But the singing bowls, I don't know why, it just brought me back to that memory right now, from the to- that tone of each human being. That I believe that is important to find out that each human being find their own tone. It's like an instrument in an orchestra. And then what's really interesting is when we're, when we're um, playing it, you know, if an orchestra's playing a, um, a symphony, <clears throat> they need to all tune in to the requirement for that and to each other. There's a single note. Um, so yes, we're all different instruments that contribute to the symphony of life. Beautiful way to, beautiful way to finish up. Thank you. You're amazing. Absolutely magical. I love how you present me and your amazing group of people. And thank you for accepting this conversation in Soul Talk. I really, really appreciate it. And I really, really love you, my sister. And I will be there, hopefully, in a year, in a year and a half, I will, I will be going to New Zealand. Ah, well, that will be fun. You can come play in my garden. We'll eat off the land. Made a pasture salad the other day for my mother's 70th. That went down a treat. Eating what cows eat. It is so nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.